0: yeah it's so awesome again to be here to share the word and continuing uh on the book of acts and so uh this this morning <clears throat> the topic that I'll be uh, preaching on is persistence in prayer and and I can tell you that uh this week was was a week that um i really now, uh, when you're sometimes, I, you know, those that get up and, and speak in front of people can, I'm sure, attest to this. Is sometimes it comes really quickly and things just go together. But this week there was just so much going on and so many things that the Holy Spirit was just was just having me wait. And I thought, you know, what? How ironic is that? Is that this persistence is in the prayer uh, in in my preach this morning. And so uh, I really just uh, just felt that today uh, to continue again in this this theme of, of prayer. And so last week was such an amazing just, just, just display of how um, the Holy Spirit was moving. And, and I just really have faith that, that um, the Holy Spirit will continue to do that. And so I just want to encourage you that um, if, if there's, there's healing that needs to happen uh, over you, if there's Family members uh, in your life and extended family that need to know Jesus. That, that we're gonna we're gonna pray for them uh, at the end of the service. If if there's things going on in your life, we would love to come alongside you as brothers and sisters. And so um, I would just just want to again invite the Holy Spirit uh, uh, upon you to just start to to speak to you in the way that He can only speak to you, and 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 that you would just feel this. This presence of his just encouraging you to maybe at the end to come forward, maybe maybe it 's to lay hands on on people uh, that, that come up for prayer, but just this again, this the body of Christ praying over one another, and so um, I just want to, I just want to put that out there to just allow the Holy Spirit just to start working uh, in you as as I preach and so I'm sure, like we've heard, in today's society, we love instant gratification, don't we? Our food is fast, DoorDash, skip the dishes. Okay, who, who's, right, how many times a week? Okay, I don't know, one, two, three, four times a week, you know, there's many of us that use this. Our, our internet is fast, it's fiber optic. And guess what, our shipping can be next day. Like honestly, how did we ever live without Amazon, right? Just boop, oh, next day. But we are in a culture that circumvents the waiting, doesn't it? We, we want to we go around the waiting part in our lives. There, there are many things that, that we just want quickly, that when it's in our sights, we just want it, and we want it now. Yet, there are many things in life that are worth waiting for, and, and again, maybe, maybe you can relate to some of these things as, as I was just processing was maybe you've gone through, through a lengthy process in your life. Maybe it was, was working so hard in education to get the, the job that you felt God was leading you towards. Maybe, maybe it was you, you were waiting for years and years and praying for the spouse that God eventually brought to your life. Or, or maybe you're still waiting on God for that spouse. And I didn't mean that as a joke, so I don't want to see any elbows or hands, you know, like, ha yeah, you know, right, ship up. Um, that not, was not my intention with that. So I'm watching. I've got a good vantage point. So. But maybe you again as well are just in an area of your life, you're just waiting for God to break through. And I'm sure we've, we've been there as well, that there's, there's challenges and, and there's dreams that God has placed on our hearts, but, but have they actually materialized? But yet this morning we are going to see examples of how the early church was naturally supernatural in their persistence of prayer. And the definition of persistence is continually Firmly in a course of action in spite of a difficult, in difficulty or opposition. Persistence. And so, so quickly, we, we're going through the book of Acts, and so I just quickly want to, want to do a, a quick overview of where we see prayer in the book of Acts. We see that, that as the church prayed, stuff happened. Pentecost happened, earthquakes and evangelism. Resurrection, miraculous release, and healing. That when, when the church prayed, they prayed specifically. We see that they prayed over leaders, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, for sinners to repent, for people going out on trips, for physical safety, and for healing. Well, When did the church pray? Well, well they prayed in times of crisis. When, again, making decisions on leaders. When they were saying goodbye to a loved one. And the church, again, like I said, prayed persistently. We see see Paul praying in worship and receiving guidance for future trips. We see see Cornelius praying for the Holy Spirit to guide him. As as Peter is going to come to him. And we see that, that Peter prays and we see that the power of the Holy Spirit just opens his mind to the things of the Spirit. You may know the, the story of the, the sheet being released down from heaven to give Peter just this new revelation. And of course, many times we see that in prayer there were signs and there was wonders through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so, this morning I want to want to camp on a, on a scripture this morning. And, and it's again, it's a, it's a lengthy one. It's the chap, it's ch- all of chapter 12. Because I feel like there's important things in this idea of persistence that we will see. And so Acts chapter 12, starting at verse 1. It says, About the time King Herod of Agrippa began to persecute some believers in the church. He had the apostle James. John's brother killed with the sword. When Herod saw how much this pleased the Jewish people, he also arrested Peter. This took place during the Passover celebration. Then he imprisoned him, talking about Peter, placing him under the guard of four squads of four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring Peter out for public trial after the Passover. But while Peter was in prison, the church prayed very earnestly for him. And I want you to focus on that. Earnestly or persistently, they prayed for him. And now here's the amazing, I love this part of this, verse 6 here, where the Holy Spirit comes. The night before Peter was to be placed on trial, he was asleep. Fastened with two chains between two soldiers, others stood guard at the prison gate. Suddenly there was a bright light in his cell and an angel of the Lord stood before Peter. The angel struck him on the side to awaken him and said, quick, get up. And the chains fell off of his wrists. Then the angel told him, get dressed and put on your sandals. And he did. Put on your coat and follow me, the angel ordered. Verse 9. So Peter left the cell, following the angel. But all the time he thought it was a vision. He didn't realize it was actually happening. They passed the first and second guard post and came to the iron gate leading to the city. And this opened for him. This opened for them by itself. So they passed through and started walking down the street. Then the angel suddenly left him. Remarkable. What, what I love about this, this story as well is, is I often uh, I, those I know I'm a teacher, and I, I often have this conversation with my students of these amazing stories. They can I, the word "story," right? And I always try to say, like, it's a story, but it actually happened. And what, what I love is, if has anybody ever heard of the book, "The Heavenly Man?" Brother Yoon in the Chinese church, was a pastor, and he had been put in prison several times. And this story is in the book, The Heavenly Man. And what happens is after he'd been put in prison several times, obviously he kept getting out, and what did he do? He kept preaching the gospel. And they absolutely did not want him to do that. And and what they did is finally, like the fourth time he was put in prison, they beat him badly, even to the point of breaking his legs, because they did not want him to escape. They did not want him to preach the gospel. And what's amazing by the power of the Holy Spirit is an angel comes to him, heals him, and actually leads him through the doors just like we see in the story we just read. That he actually, again in modern times, he led him through. He walked past the guards, healed, set free by the angel through the power of the Holy Spirit to a waiting taxi. In modern times, and it drove him away. It's amazing. That, 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 brothers and sisters, that this actually happened. That, that God is still releasing people from prison. Wow. By the power of the Holy Spirit. It's still happening today. And I just found that, again, so encouraging. I had heard that story long ago, but again, reading this, it, it reminded me of that amazing story about the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's continue on in verse 12. When he realized this, he went to the home of Mary. The mother of John Mark, where many were gathered for prayer. He knocked at the door and the gate, and a servant girl named Rhonda came to open it. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was overjoyed that instead of opening the door, she ran back inside and told everybody, Peter's standing at the door. 15, it's, I don't know, it's kind of, in a way, comical, isn't it? It says in 15, they, this is what they say. They say, you're out of your mind. When she insisted, they decided it must be his angel. Verse 16, Peter continued knocking at the door. Right? Like, no, it's, it's me. Like, let me in. When he, they finally opened the door and saw it was him, they were amazed. He motioned them to quiet down. And he told them how the Lord had led him out of prison. Tell James and the other brothers what happened, he said. He said, and then he went to another place. Again, just, just highlighting that last part, and, and obviously we'll, we'll go through others, but the last part there, the early believers were praying together, and these amazing things, the Holy Spirit was moving, miracles were happening, yet they were in shock and disbelief that God actually intervened and freed Peter. And I just thought of that, that sometimes we can get so locked in to our prayers that, that we're not open to receiving the very thing that God is releasing. And I believe that, that at the end there, that's what happened. They got so locked in that it was so hard for them to believe. And, and I pray, and our prayer as a team is that we as a church don't, don't get locked into that. We want to see God move. We want to see him do new things, don't we, in all of our lives, through our congregation. That, that we, we pray for revival, but, but then when it comes, we, we're part of it as well. Well, I didn't expect it to look like that. I, I didn't think Peter would actually get out of prison, right? We, we don't want a, a spirit of that, do we? And so, let's get back to the text and, and some things that I feel like are, are highlighted. In prayer, we need to be persistent, that Peter was spared because of persistent prayer. And, and there's no mention by Luke that there was prayer for James. Uh, obviously, we know that there would have been, but for some reason, Luke doesn't mention it. And, and that, that was interesting to me, that Luke highlighted the fact that persistent prayer was involved in Peter's release. Luke specifically communicated this detail to us because there is something key and critical about persistent prayer as it releases breakthrough and change. And I see in prayer that there needs to be a dependence on the Holy Spirit. First, it means that there is a spirit of dependence that should permeate all we do. That that the Spirit needs to be involved in our prayers. So as the Spirit works through us, that there is this deep just dependence on Him that is woven into every essence of our faith, the power of the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit sees what's going on and He knows how to lead our prayers. That He leads it into significance. Talks about in the word, right? How how when we don't need we don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit prays on our behalf. And we talk about that that in our church as well as, as spiritual prayers and speaking in tongues and those sort of things and praying in tongues. We we talk about that. And there's there's great resources within our church that can can lead you through that as well in the teaching. But again, the Holy Spirit through the power of the Holy Spirit, can lead us to new things and and changes and adjustments in our lives. And we need to depend on Him. And another point that I see through this is is in prayer we need to contend for breakthrough. We need to contend for breakthrough and answered prayer until answers come. And I know that could be a whole sermon series on itself. And, and again, I'm, I'm not negating the challenges that, that we're all facing. But we could miss out on breakthrough because of the absence of fervent, persistent prayer. That, again, I'm the same as you. I love those quick answers. I love them too. But again, what are those quick answers for? They're, they're, not, they're, they're supposed to give us the confidence in His nature. To teach us not to be spoiled. That God is who he says he is. That it builds that confidence in us when those, those prayers come quickly. Again, we're, I'm, a, I'm in that place too that, that I don't always understand. But live out of that conviction that God's will must be done. And I talked about it a few sermons ago about God's sovereignty. But again, that contending for breakthrough, for not giving up. And so on that as well is in prayer, I see, right, God's will be done. So often it can be our wants. And we can experience disappointments in that, in our prayers, because because of our perspective, things being answered or not answered in a way that we hoped for or the way we want. Just again, back to the, the latter part of the, the scripture there. They, I think, again, Peter came to the door, but they needed to shift to see that God could actually do that. We want him to answer our prayers maybe sometimes exactly how we prayed them. And in our disappointment and our frustrations, our impatience, we can sometimes forget that he's all-knowing, and he is wise. And again, a famous passage around this, Isaiah 55, 8-9, to it says, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than yours. And so friends, as I, as I started, I hope that the Holy Spirit has been stirring things in you for, for prayer, that we, we will come alongside you at the end here. And so some things, again, just to, just to maybe put into your mind is, in the book of Acts, as, as a conclusion, is in the book of Acts, we see prayer was persistent, no matter what was going on around them. Believers had their hearts opened and attuned to what God's agenda was in that moment. And they actually chased after his agenda and his will and his way. God's will directed their path. And so I'm really believing, and, and I believe as a team too, we're believing for, for a time of prayer. That, that there would be a response again. And so maybe again there's, there's a person beside you or there's people around you or, or there's family members that that need to know Jesus. Maybe that's on your heart this morning. Maybe they, you're going to pray that they, they be drawn towards the Heavenly Father in a relationship with Him. Maybe yourself, maybe you don't know Jesus. You haven't committed your life to Him and, and the Holy Spirit's just stirring in you to, to accept Jesus as your Heavenly Father. Is there, is there something in your life that, that you need to be more persistent in? Maybe a prayer that that needs to be brought back to the surface again. Something that maybe you lost hope for. Maybe you need a prayer for hope. Maybe there's there's physical healing. And so, I uh, just encourage if the worship team could come forward. Again, that was just some ideas and some thoughts that I've been feeling this week, but there could be more. But again, we just, we just want to get into this attitude of the Holy Spirit moving in our midst and to pray together. So, I'm going to pray and then we'll orchestrate how that's, how that's going to go. Heavenly Father, I just pray, Lord God, that this time, Father, would be, again, just a... If there things need to be... I just got the word shaking. If there things need to be shaken, Lord God, if, if there's, there's fruit that is, that is old and needs to be shaken off so that the new fruit can last, Lord God, I just pray that happens in our lives. That, Jesus, that you would just, again, in your gracious love and mercy, just through our persistence, that, Lord God, as it says, too, in your word, as, as that neighbor knocks on the door... And the neighbor finally wakes up because of that persistent, just attitude, Lord God. I pray that we would contend that we would stand beside our brothers and sisters in prayer, Lord God. For family members or for healing that, that we pray and continue to pray, Lord God, for, for your will to be done. That, Lord God, that we would be a congregation of people of persistent prayer. For breakthrough to happen, Lord God for breakthrough to happen, Father God, for breakthrough to happen in the name of Jesus. And so, Holy Spirit, we just invite you, we invite you now to, to speak, that we rely on you and that, Holy Spirit, that we would pray, uh, pray in just spiritual way, Lord God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, to release anything that is of you. And so, Holy Spirit, we just ask you to come. In the name of jesus